I said in my haste, the psalmist says, all men are liars. Hastefully, without thinking twice, the psalmist said, all men, all men. Psalm 116 verse 11. I said in my haste, all men are liars. Romans 3 and verse 4, let God be true. Let God be true. Let God be true. And all men liars. Lie not one to another. See that you are members of the same body. Every man put away lying to his neighbor. Ephesians 4 and verse 26. Let your yes be yes. Let your no be no. Whatever is more cannot be of the spirit of the living God. Fool nobody. Look at the neighbor and say, fool nobody. He that fool, who he that fooleth his neighbor, fooleth himself. Oliver knows this very well. He that deceived his neighbor, deceived his own self. Proverbs 12 and verse 19. The leap of truth shall be established forever. But a lying tongue is but for a moment. A lying tongue is but for a moment. But the leap of truth shall be established forever. Fool nobody. Let your yes be yes. Let your no. Thank God you made it to church. No man had power in the day of death to withhold his spirit. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 and verse 8. No man had power by the spirit to retain something that has remained mysterious and overpowering. Enigmatic, completely difficult to overrun, outrun, underrun, go across, chat through, break. Amidst human on these hours is bold, tortuous grip of death, taking the chicken of the whims and the caprices of you, taking the old and the young alike, the beautiful and the ugly. Strong and the weak. So mind-blowing, difficult to fathom. Sometimes a man is hale and hearty. He drops dead in a few seconds. Somebody else is sick and dying and lives 30 more years. So unpredictable. So difficult to analyze. Psalm 89 and verse 48. What man is he that liveth and shall not see death? What man is he that liveth and shall not see death? Shall he deliver his soul from the hand of the grave? Seller. What man is he that liveth and shall not see death? Something we really never ever wish to talk about. There is a point on a man, however, Hebrews 9 and verse 27, wants to die. After death there is judgment. Very amazing. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is never to be conjectured as some catastrophic complications or confusion after the death of a famous man. Long before he came, way before his death, God what holds, he will die and rise again. Acts 2.24 Whom God had raised up Having lost the pains of death Because it was not possible that he should be holding of it Acts 2 and verse 32 This Jesus hath God raised up Whereof we all are witnesses Greatest phenomena in the history of mankind Difficult to be explained outside the concept of the Bible Impossible to be taught outside revelation of scripture. No person living or dead, enemy or friend of Christ, 
has been able to bring any reasonable proof against what the Bible describes as the resurrection of Christ Jesus from the he died by the will of God and he rose again he died as he was sent into the world by God to die and he rose again it wasn't a coincidence it was not an accident at all he died and paid by his blood in fulfillment of the will of God John 10 17 therefore not my father love me because I lay down my life that I might take it again no man take it from me but I lay it down of myself I have power to lay it down and I have the power to take it again this commandment I have received of my father this is not consequential to human desires or hatred against Christ John 11 and verse 11, Jesus answered, Thou couldest have no power at all against me, except it be given thee from above. Therefore he that delivered me unto thee has the greater sin. Something very important, I want you to learn this glorious morning for two, three minutes. Is what we share at Bible study. Acts of the Apostles 17, get your Bibles, make sure it's open at this point of the Holy Scriptures. The name of the church is Mercy Christian Center, Mercy Assembly, Proposed Integrity and Power, Book of Truth. Acts 17. I in church, the times of ignorance, God winked at. <laughs> but now God commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Acts 17:30. God commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Verse 31. Because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained. Wherefore, or whereof, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men in that he has raised him from the dead. I do not think our philosophizings and our education, post-modern or modern-day humanism and universalism, ideologies of humans, in their very best of strengths, Novelties of extreme pristine scientific discovery, strength over the universe to an extent, will be able to stand this singular fact. God raised him from the dead. It's going to haunt us for a very long time. God raised him from the dead. God raised him from the dead. Nobody else has been able to give any convincing proof against this cardinal revelation of Bible message. The death and particularly, most particularly, the resurrection of Jesus Never to die against man to it. There were those who were raised in the Bible who died eventually. At Luke 9, the widow had his son, only son, been born by a coffin whom Jesus raised from the dead. The famous story of Lazarus that had been dead for days, who was thinking the depths of the tomb raised from the dead by Jesus Christ. But Lazarus most likely will have died again. The daughter of Jairus at Mark's Gospel chapter 5 will have died again. But this Jesus died and by the predeterminate counsel of God was raised from the dead. And humanity has not been able to answer in defense 
realistically even of the resurrection from the dead. This is so many puzzles and many ideologies that have been raised by historians and scholars against the possibility of a resurrection have not been convinced actually his body his body disappeared from where he was kept under the mastery and the security retinue of soldiers who we are paid particularly to do this he had spoken of his resurrection he had preached his power over death and he had told them he was going to rise it thought if Jesus had risen from the dead Christianity was the core of his lordship if Christ's body had been found by any person and had been displayed in broad daylight for all to see the faith of those who are trusted in Christ and those who will trust in Christ even you and I today will have been in shambles the Lord rose this was not just listen carefully this was not just some competition between the faith of Christ and some few very local enclave of authority this was a poise of competition and rivalry and fight between the hold and the mastery of the Roman government popular in the world and strong in the world then novel for knowledge and wisdom versus the glory of God who made heaven and earth. they could not afford to have this story trend the way it is if Jesus' body disappeared without any reasonable explanation we'll be talking about him conquering the entire earth and heaven his teachings ratified as so his kingdom established in heaven above and on earth the Romans tried everything they could but the son of glory was risen from the dead God raised him from the dead Romans 1 4 by the spirit of holiness Hebrews 7 and verse 16 by the power of an endless life he rose because death could not hold him bound he was one who made death he rose because he had conquered death in his scheme and procedure of redemption he rose because the wages of sin was death a man had been culpable and guilty before God and was subjected to wrath forever Christ was saying if you have faith in me I who have the power of death will give you life such that you will never die he said he that believeth in me and was dead will live again and if he believes in me and lives he would never ever die he said I am the resurrection I am the life that brings about the resurrection I do not know but there's a serious crisis we have been plunged into over the years it is not the insurgency of Boko Haram for Nigeria it is not the wickedness of the Fulani headsmen it is not even very unstable political climate or global economic problems that we have God is going to judge this world one day on the grounds of having raised Jesus from the dead are you sure that you're in this church God is going to judge this world one day on the premise, premise on the premise of this factual truth that he raised Jesus from the dead God is going to judge this world one day on the assurance the truth and the 
of Christ's resurrection from the dead. Jesus died and rose again. Search through the internet. Read books in the archives. See libraries. Nothing sane stands to refute, rebut, or recant this magnificent reality and truth. The Lord of glory died by the will of God. He has been raised from the dead by the same will of God. Thank you, hallelujah. We give you glory, Father. Amen and amen. Thank you, Jesus. Welcome to church. I'm not going further today on this. Maybe I'll try on Wednesday or Friday if the Lord permits. I want to keep heralding this thing I've been preaching for a while now in this church that the Bible you have in your hands as a book or as a Bible it's not a book of controversies did you hear me say this? the Bible is not a book of arguments it is not that it should be seen as controversial and I want to attempt to make it a little interactive this simply means if you have a question in my few minutes of delivery within the scope of what I'm saying right now you may wish to raise your hand above your head and the technical people will cite you with their panoramic eyes from the desk and the Bible is inerrant. When I say inerrant, I mean the Bible contains no errors by its singular, unilateral, focused, straight, insightful message. I also boldly say that the Bible is infallible as the Word of God. The word inerrant and the word infallible sometimes could be interchangeably used. But there's still a level of difference. As no two English words are exactly the same. This is what the grammatical English scholars should tell us that no two English words are the same, even if they are synonyms. There must be something granular, something very tiny that differentiates two English words. For example, love and like. Powerful and strong. Evil and wicked. Are different words. Pretending different meaning. When I say it's inerrant, I mean it does not contain errors. When I say God's word is infallible, I'm saying God's word cannot contain errors. I'm very sad right now because the presentation that we've been given in the church by many pastors is such a pitiful one. And every Christian feels that the Bible is a book of several conflicting and contradictory messages that should always stimulate controversies amongst people. Now this is very unintellectual. What do you do? And somebody says something different about a storybook you've ever read. Betrayer. Betrayer by James Hadley Chase, for example. And then somebody says something different about it and you are like, did you, have you ever read this? The first question to ask, are you, are you learned? Have you, have you ever read? When somebody speaks differently about a product, I know we're into a lot of fashion, we're into a lot of um, um, weight loss schemes. We have several things we are doing these days to keep ourselves trendy and beautiful. 
and shapey and romantic and godless and fit for use. Some Christian sister wants to be fit for use everywhere she goes. I want to just be an appeal of the environment as blessed by God. So you twist your cogs and roll your body. I know we are working hard on fashion. When somebody comes up with something different and something opposing to what you have heard or, or learned or discovered experientially about a product for diet or a particular fabric or fashion. You want to be sure, did you, did you, have you, you want to be sure, you're asking, have you used it before? Have you, have you tried the cosmetic? Have you, have you tried the, the stuff? You, you want to be sure, the same way I think. First thing I want to ask you when you talk about the Bible is this, have you read it? Have you read the Bible? Are you scholastic? Do you have an idea of the languages of translation? What is the meaning of biblical hermeneutics? How do you relate with biblical homiletics? What do you think of prophetic eschatology? Have you reasoned concerning exegesis before? How many versions of the Bible have you ever read in your life? Have you read the Bible cover to cover? How many times have you done this? These are simple questions to ask people who talk trash. Some people say, some people say there's this guy in Lagos, an Islamic fellow who says, I'm a scholar. I'm a scholar. And one father leg that went to meet him in his shrine and said, Did you say you're a scholar? The man said, No, sir. He said, Because I will have asked you, if you're a Bible scholar, can you read Greek? He said, Don't go far. I am not a scholar. They call me a scholar. He said, Okay. Stop them when they call you, say they are lying because you're not a scholar. Perhaps you are not getting to know that the Bible is not a spiritual book. It's a physical book and you cannot have mastery over its content without dedicated reading. I don't want you to speak what you don't know anything about. I don't want you to dabble into things you don't know if you have not read the Bible well. Please stop talking. Don't talk where I talk. Come on. When I talk, keep quiet. Because I'm going to, I'm going to make a mess of your grasshopper knowledge. I'm going, to, I'm going to mess you up so badly you feel ridiculed. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to, so, so you better be careful and listen to me now. You understand what I'm saying? I'm going to mess you up. Serious. Mess you up. Yes. When somebody has an overview of the contents and somebody else doesn't. Just comes from one angle. You just check one internet site. 5,000 contradictions from the Bible. By Sheikh Mudin Mudin, who has never read the Bible well. And there is yet another site. Answers to 5,000 contradictions by Mudin Mudin Mudin. And this you will never read. Because most people who attack the Bible always want to stay with such things they call contradictions. They never want to hear the truth. It happens in church. People have formed an opinion about a particular subject. And when you teach them what it says, they are rebellious about making it. The Bible is not controversial. Grammatically, lexicographically. Language use, content, and particularly, particularly getting what was at the back of the mind of the author to original recipients. You and I are not supposed to use the Bible like some drunk, like some drunk person. Open your Bible, show you in church. To second Samuel. Say, where's second Samuel? You sure you don't know? Second Samuel, chapter number 17. How some folks use their Bibles. You just open the Bible to any point. <laughs> after praying, after praying. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Lord. You are God in heaven above. 
The Holy Ghost is in control. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Lord. Father, as I go into your word today, make your word light unto my path. Oh God, oh God, show me, reveal where to read. Spirit of God, I open the Bible in the name of Jesus by the Holy Ghost angel, by the sword of the Spirit. Vip. He opens at Second Samuel 17 and he's led to verse 23. And when Ahithophel saw that his counsel was not followed, he saddled his ass and arose. And got him home to his house, to his city, and put his household in order, and hanged himself. He hung himself. Thank you, Lord, for this revelation. May the word be anointed to sink into my life to do what the word says. Then he opens quickly. Open your Bibles quickly now to Matthew 27 and verse 5. He opens quickly, just by the Spirit. He just opens quickly. He's led. His fingers have been made dexterous by the power of the Holy Ghost. Matthew's Gospel 27 and verse number 5. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Now put your Bibles to Luke 10. Luke 10. Quickly. The story of the Good Samaritan is a good one here, but out of context, we use it lacking what it ought to take. I mean, missing it. Open your Bibles quickly to Leo. Get your Bibles. It's a Bible-believing church. If you don't get your Bibles now, you'll be lost of what I'm saying in a few minutes. Luke 10 and verse 37. And he said, He that showeth mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, Go and do thou likewise and then John get the Bibles open at John 13 and verse number 27 John 13 and verse 27 the last phrase that thou doest do quickly by revelation God is saying to you go hang yourself go hang thyself and do it quickly this is the kind of rubbish we do. When we take the Bible out of context and we use it sensuously and we use it senselessly to advance or advocate on ideology. The Bible has specific a specific message for a specific people. In Bible exegesis elucidation analysis teaching specific text of the bible you must take into consideration the context of the verse you must take into consideration the author of the verse you must take into consideration the recipients their location their culture social economic themes you must take into consideration the reason why the author said this to a specific people and you have no right to use it outside of what is described as literalism. Just the normal literary approach. Plain surface approach. It is to be taken where it is all possible. Literally. Literally. And not spiritually. That is, if somebody has been addressed in the Bible, at the very best, you may learn from it, you have no right to place yourself in such positions, except there's a particular link or second Peter chapter number one and verse twenty. This is not a book of controversies. Serious issue. If the Bible is faulty in any way. It's 40 all the way. This, this, this ideology of the Bible is true to an extent. The Bible is right to an extent is illiteracy. This concept of uh, it, 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 it's fallible. This attitude we pose sometimes as pastors. Let me pretend.
pretentious and hypocritical, prejudicial defense of Christianity. I know that not everything is true. Uh, there are some uh, faults. Uh, you see, you see, it's a very wrong, very wrong representation of a book where the authors claim to have been inspired by Almighty God. If the Bible is fallible, God is fallible. Will this come true? Come to light? Will this burst a freshness within the scope of your imagination and your thinking this morning? Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible does not speak of itself. You are not meant to idolize the Bible. We are not meant to worship the Bible like some Christians do. We are meant to worship God spoken of by the Bible. And to the extent to which God Almighty is holy, and indomitable and indivertigable and invaluable to this extent the bible must paint and preach and present him if the bible is faulty in any way then god is more faulty so this idea of let's accept it may be wrong or right is a wrong position for you it is not healthy for sensibility i'm always sad when I hear pastors preach the word with this glib uncertainty. I'm always sad when pastors cannot defend the truth of the word of God. I'm always sad where Christians don't even know what the word of God says. And they're just thinking about it. It may just be wrong. It may be right. It may just be that is right or wrong. This is why you're not serious. You're not taking your life for Jesus. You are not 100% committed to God because the Bible, which is the good point of consideration to you, is not, it's not, it's not reliable. There's a verse in the Bible. Galatians 6 and verse 15. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. Galatians 6 and verse 15. Verse 16. And as many as walk by this. The word rule at Galatians 6 and verse 16 is the word measuring yardstick. Is the word canon. Unbendable straight edge. The rule of judgment. The yardstick of definition. The principle and the basis of which it is true or false. There is a rule in the Bible. Which makes it either true or false. I said this to you in this church before. For some years, I believed the Bible to be true because I was a Christian. After a while, when I matured educationally, I knew this position was very kiddish. How would I believe the Bible to be true because I'm a Christian? Very subjective, very subjugating, very wrong. What if Christianity that's supposed to support my faith in the Bible itself is wrong? I'm a Christian. I'm wrong for being a Christian. The Bible, which is the Christian book, is also very wrong then. I said, no. I must begin to believe the Bible because it is creditable universally. It is authentic, universal. For example, there are many other religious leaders and ways. Tony Blair, one time prime minister, advocated what is described as interfaithism. In the which he attempted to gather all prominent religions of the world. He put together 2,222 religions of the world. And they had several conferences all over the world. In the which he said, all religious ways are co-equal as access to God. This pleased the Muslims, the Hindus, the Warrens, the witches, the vegetarians, the idol worshippers, 
the kebabs, the ibals, and several religions of the world, they were glad about it. As far as they all thought, they said, right. All human religions are co-equal as an access to a one God. I found this very confusing and complicated. And I know this is the position that many Christians have. The position where Christianity is just like any other religion. The position where Christianity is just okay, it's just appropriate. If you are born a Christian, stay a Christian. If you are born from the Shango shrine, stay there. If you are born at Oshobo, remain there. Born to a witch doctor, stay there. I found this very confusing. I began to look into the scriptures. Self-speaking, self-enunciating, self-announcing, self-propagating, stand alone, self-supporting, self-describing, self-arrogating, self-monitoring, self-preaching, self-analyzing, self-dictating, self-help, self-strong, self-strengthening, self-all by itself alone. I looked into the Bible, I discovered that it says, for example, John 14 and verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He makes it mutually exclusive. He makes it all himself inclusive, including every other one. Stand alone. So, it's either Jesus is the truth or 2,222 religions of the world are true. It is not possible to have both of them at the same time. Conference of compromise, all religions agree to be the same. Jesus clearly before the religions came said, I'm the only way. I love this kind of person. This is my kind of guy. This is my kind of guy. The man that swears to his own heart and does not change his mind. It depicts holiness. At Psalm 15. The man that swears to his own heart doesn't change his mind. He said, I am the only way. He said, I am, I am, I am the way. I am the truthfulness of the way. I am God who will find in the way. This is why I said, I am the life in the way. I am the way to God and I'm God in the way. He declared himself the almighty God without any sense of controversy or confusion, fear or favor. I am God, he said. You are not just, you are less than 50 years old. How come you say, John chapter number 8, beginning from verse 50, that when Abraham saw my days, he rejoiced. How? Who are you? Just, you're this, you're this little boy. No wonder that Mark 3 and verse 21, his friends went to arrest him. They said, he's beside himself. John 10, 20, they said, he is mad. He had a devil and beast up. Why do you hear him? He's beside himself. His words sound like they're beside himself. He said, before Abraham, before Abraham was, before Abraham was, before Abraham who seemed to live before me was, I am existent. I am. He never said, before Abraham was, I was. He never said, before Abraham was, I will be. He said, I am. I'm too much to be called was. I'm too much to be called is. I'm too much to be called to come. I am. Present continuous. My existence cannot be judged or measured by human existence. Abraham was. He's gone. I am. You will be and you are here. You'll soon be gone. I am. Others where they are gone, forgotten. I am. Your children's children will come. They will see your days and be glad. I am. The new world will come. The new world will come. I am. I am consistently, I am consistently existent before existence. At second Peter. Let's learn something important. What am I preaching at you this morning? I'm saying the Bible is infallible as the word of God. Let's stop. Let's stop this hypocrisy. 
You're not even sure what you believe. And you're too lazy to check. You are, you are, you are toying with your life. I've sat down, not once, not twice. I've said to myself, is this thing true? Is Christianity the reason why you are this easily and this inconsistent? You are so inconsistent because you are not sure it's certainly true. You are not sure. Choose one. Praying or sleeping. You choose sleep. Choose. Bible study or watching a movie. You see the movie. Choose. Hanging out with friends. Hanging. Hanging with friends. Hanging with friends. Or praying in the Holy Ghost. You hang. How can a man choose to hang? You are hanging. Stop hanging. For liberty Christ made you free. Stop hanging. Most, most, most folks hang. A man hung with his friends. And because of peer pressure. He hung and hung and, and drank like a guzzler. He guzzled and guzzled and guzzled. He somersaulted into his house. He broke his door down by the heel of his shoes. He entered the house and saw his two days old baby. And crushed baby's head by his, by his, by his fist. Amen. Second Peter chapter number one. Are you still in church? Verse 20. Knowing this first. That no prophecy of the scripture is of any price. There is a spiritual trend. There is a governing trend. There is a Christ trend you see in the Bible. John 5, 39, Jesus said, Suck the scriptures. From the scriptures you think you have eternal life. But these are the words that speak about me. The Bible is Christocentric. He has a clear, resounding, focused, apt, stretch, strict, stringent, unbendable, unchangeable, unchanged, unchanging truth about Jesus and his message. When we're talking about the Bible, we're not talking about the book you can just browse through, browse through, grace through, and say something that you think is right to apply for your life. It's not a book in the which you should preach your own concept. It's a revelation of the mind of God. No prophecy of the Bible came by any whimsicality and rascality of human knowledge or philosophies. Second Peter one twenty one, for the prophecy came not in all time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Something you find we learn in the Bible is divine is as opposed to illiteracy that says it's just a religious compilation to affect our modes. And a lifestyle. As opposed to the lies of illiterate men who say it's just some compilation by some historian. We see the Bible itself self-announce divine inspiration. And I'm thinking seriously about there's no book that rivals the Bible in grammatical architecture. There's no book on this earth as old as the Bible that presents the systematic cohesion of the content. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a book by one man. Smith, J.P. Smith of the Mormons and Muhammad of the Muslims have a similarity. The most acceptable book, the chronology of the Mormons and the Quran, were books by one man each way. Similar experiences. They both received revelations from whom they claimed to be God from the caves. They both had disease ailments typical of epileptic seizures. 
they will foam and howl and scream and foam in the mouth and lay prostrate for two, three days. Wake again and come with a revelation. So there are books, one man book all through. Now, the Bible is about it. Forty authors, forty, I said again, forty authors, forty authors within the space of 1,500 years writing in over five continents of earth and a man by the name of John Wycliffe comes and compiles this masterpiece calls it the canon the yardstick of Christian George imagine this back then as a piece of statutes Imagine this as a sculpture. And over a space of 1,500 years, the components where somebody comes up and puts this together and says, at the very best, this is, there is no way this book will have been what it is outside divine inspiration. There is a spirit at work in the authors. There was, there was a spirit at work in the compiler. Something happened. And the messages of the books unedited. Together is what we call the Bible. In which we find revelation. The truth of God's word made bare and laid bare at, at our feet. Look at this one. At First Peter chapter number one and verse. I play something gently on the keyboard. Play something on the piano keyboard. Now this book is not a book of controversy. You can't find any other message than the message. No wonder he was so categorical. He was so authoritative about it. First Peter 1.10 Of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you. Searching what? Or what manner of time the spirit of Christ which was in them did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should reveal or that should follow. The spirit of Christ in them. Revelation 19 and verse 10 tells us the testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy. This is somewhat lost in the KJV. It simply means the inspiration to Bible prophecy is through the spirit of Christ. It's an ordinary book. It's a physical book. But it self-announces divine revelation. There's a trend. There's, there's, there's a line piece. Make no mistake about it. Let no confusion read through your mind. Don't treat the book with contempt or despise. Don't hold the book as if it's just some ordinary literature, piece of literature that contains something that can be rubbish. It's a revelation of the mind of the Father with the strong hand of God saying, this is my will, this is my way, this is my plan. This is what the Bible connotes. I want to show you one more before I close. It is not a book. It is not a book. It is not a book. It is not a book of confusing things, details, contradictory elements, stories. It's a book of a singular revelation of Jesus and his death. Search the scriptures. He came boldly and said to them. Matthew 22 and verse 29 you do err you don't know the scriptures you don't even know the power of God James 1 16 do not err my beloved brethren you are making a mistake okay set the scriptures John 5 39 for in the scriptures you think you have life 
following the dictates as laws or independent commandments to be obeyed to have life before God such the scriptures you think in the scriptures you have potency as some charm or talisman such the scriptures you think it's like some seven books of Moses such the scriptures you think it's some kind of voodoo or juju or fetish such the scriptures he says no these are the words that speak about me this is a revelation of Jesus Christ it's either Jesus or nobody else the Bible is Christocentric Check the scriptures. Check the scriptures. It speaks of one mercy, one person. It speaks a singular message. Check the scriptures. It speaks of Jesus and his death and resurrection. Check the scriptures. It's the mind of God about the Christ he was going to send and the fulfillment of the work by his death and resurrection. Second Timothy 3, verse 16. All scripture given by inspiration of God. What is stylized? Have you noticed? All scripture is given by inspiration of Look at your Bibles. Come on, come on, come on. It's a Bible church. It's, it's a Bible believing church. All scripture. What does this mean? Now this cannot be far-fetched. What this means is not going to be seen in heaven. What this means is in the Bible. Where? In the context where it appears. All. What does all mean? I hope you understand the idea of all in English language. I could say all members of Mercy Assembly and if I don't contextualize it, I may be very misleading. So let's, let's, let's think about it. All the members of Mercy Assembly who live at Ontario, Canada, the all qualifies. Only the members of Mercy Assembly who live at Ottawa, Canada. No. On, can I try again? All members of Mercy Assembly, all members of Mercy Assembly who are women stand here. Then some men like Delight will say, What will they get? Money. And he joins them. And I say, members of mercy assembly who are women he says I was born by a woman's womb I said can you can I go further all members of mercy assembly who are dead have you are you coming that doesn't include oh this time it doesn't include you then you cannot say all members of Mercy Assembly who are dead in Christ. You come and stand here. Uh-huh. So let's see the, the 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 scope of all here. This will interest you. All scripture does not mean all scripture of the Bible. It can't be. You know why I think so. Verse 20. I mean, sorry, verse 14 of 2 Timothy. Look into your Bible. This is very serious. You must learn this today. 2 Timothy 3 and verse 14. But continue thou in the things which thou hast, hast learned and has been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Holy Scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. So there are scriptures that teach salvation through faith. Have you seen this in verse 15? At verse 15, have you seen this? All the holy scriptures that is given by God within the confines that can make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus 
is the all scripture given by inspiration of God. The book preaches one sermon. Christ, his death, his resurrection. The book announces only one thing. Christ's death and his resurrection. The book tells the tale of God's love for humanity. The book preaches the truth of the word of God that will never lie. The book is Jesus' message. Christ and no more. It is not a book of morals. It is not a religious book. It is the mind of God on Christ Jesus. The book, Luke 24, Luke 24, and verse 44. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses. in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Not all things in Psalms and in Moses and in the prophets were written concerning me. Not all things. But are, are you sure you're going to get this, this twist? Is <clears throat> a mind twister. Listen carefully. Not all things written in the Psalms in Moses and in the prophets have been written concerning me I said a third time not all things written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms have been written concerning me not all things written in have been written concerning me no but all things written concerning me in Moses and Psalms and the prophets must be fulfilled. So I have no right to just open the book of Psalms and say I'm talking about Jesus. I must look at the scriptures that talk Jesus. I must look at the scriptures that are Christocentric, something Wycliffe did. Wycliffe compiled books with a similar message. Something the leader will read, he will see a singular message. Not in all the books, in the core messages of almost all of the books. I wish to say this again. So you don't think what I'm saying is this. You see Jesus at Genesis 1, 1, 1, 2, 1, 3, 1, 4. You see Jesus at Psalm 20 verse 1. And listen carefully. Wycliffe compiled books that to him had a similar trend of a message. The reader, you and I, you and I, after reading well, will see. There is not just a similar message, there is a singular message. Core contents of almost all the books. I'm being careful with my words now. I'm being careful with my words. I have a choice of words. I'm, I'm being careful with them. But Spotify. Then open he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. He said, verse 46, thus it is written, and thus he behoved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible has a singular message. You have no right to your employ. I have no right to my own idea. That churches differ based on doctrinal affiliations 
is a serious error that there are denominations in the body of Christ today divided on the grounds of doctrinal imbibition is a terrible error that you and I must agree to be disagreed over the Bible leads us nowhere we must all agree with the word and say this he gave some prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers and apostles for the work of the ministry for the perfection of the saints for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come in the unity of the faith unity of the faith drop what you think you know learn the Bible drop your own taboo learn the Bible drop your prejudice and your illiteracy learn the Bible drop your ignorance learn the Bible let's all learn the Bible if you don't know what to say don't talk if I say questions don't ask questions based on illiteracy so compulsory you talk you don't know it so don't talk you don't know I say don't talk let me finish talking and talk all I want to talk go home and go and learn more come back two years and if you know something let's, let's, let's see if you still don't know stay for 20 years so you feel that on the, on the divide of emotions on the divide of background you can talk well I want to say my mind as an Igbira man hey I want to say my mind as a wise man no I want to say my mind as a girl I want to say my mind as educated I want to no no you have no right to say your mind you must say his mind if you don't know his mind shut up so there will be no divisions or schism doctrinally we must all say the same thing unity of the faith the knowledge of the son of God to the fullness of the stature of the matured person in Christ Jesus Ephesians 4 verse 12 verse 13 verse 14 that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine you will continue to be children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine until you do verse 15 speaking the truth in love may grow up into him if you don't know you don't know you must know before you know you need to learn it and read it assiduously asseverately consistently doggedly laboriously workaholically you must learn it for me there are no secret verses of the bible there's no verse of the bible i've not read many times there's no verse of the bible i don't know it's 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 it's, it's not serious you can't make a comment on what you don't know if you don't know you don't know first corinthians 14 38 him that is ignorant let him be ignorant if you don't know you don't know so you must learn the time is running out it is god's will you stay with your bible and say it there's no controversy in the word of god no controversy in the bible holy men of God speak as they were moved by the Holy Ghost the message is consistent the message is true the where take your Bible until you know don't talk don't argue don't speak your mind don't think what you think say what the Bible says don't say I think daddy said mommy said somebody said I read tell me the Bible says so in accordance with Christ's message don't suppose don't give me a testimony don't give me a result or some fact from somewhere let's stay with the Bible comparing spiritual truth with spiritual these are not details of the physical these are spiritual realities which we preach not in the words which man's wisdom preach it or teach it but without with the Holy Ghost teach it comparing spiritual truth with spiritual my brother my sister you are important in the body of Christ there's so much mongrel hydra-headed confusion we have today doctrinally is because you have refused to grow by speaking the truth 
you say all things speaking the truth may grow up into him in the head who is Jesus from whom the whole body fitly joined together by that which every joint supplies according to the factual working the measure of every part make it increase unto the edifying of the body or itself in law we have to wake from this unseriousness read your bible well stop staying on these grounds of eh, this is what i feel in our church as no we must all speak the same thing we must all speak the same thing we must have the same mind we must say the same thing second corinthians chapter number one let me close on this verse second corinthians first corinthians chapter one verse ten are you in church get your bible shit up right oh now i beseech you first corinthians 1 10 brethren by the name of our lord jesus christ that he all speak the same thing the same mind one purpose one voice that there be no divisions among you but that you be perfectly judged together the same and the same judgment the same thing all of us the same thing the same doctrine every church must put the same doctrine every church must every denomination must every pastor must every bishop must once you're a Christian you must say the same thing with the message of the Bible you must not drift you must not defect you must not defy the word must the same thing let's grow up into him the same thing I'm of Paul I am of Apollos is divisions and schism which shows we are babes immature in the things of God no controversy no contradiction contradictions no contradictions no contradictions the Quran says about Jesus is the Quran Bible look some rampa said about Jesus is he Jesus if says about Jesus is this Jesus the book stand to your feet hallelujah thank you Jesus yes Lord Stand up. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Peace, Lord.